0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say it's not just me on the show today so before we start waxing lyrical about wages let's get the introductions out of the way. First up I'm joined by Craig Jones. Craig it's a pleasure to have you on the show once again and I hope all is well. Yeah, great, Dan. Thank you. Uh, finally got a win on the board down at Oakwell this
1: weekend. Barnsley are back. Things are on the up. Um, and unfortunately, we're going to start off with a quick moan. Barnsley should have played Exeter last night. Uh, 300 miles it takes to get from Barnsley to Exeter and the game was called off three hours before kick-off. What a wonderful job the EFL continued to do. But apart
0: from that, all's brilliant. Glad to hear. And last but certainly not least to Jamie Brown. Jamie, a mixed few days for Spurs, but at least they've started the week well. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, look, Spurs' form seems to be corresponding with Barnsley's at the moment. Obviously, last week, both of us had a bit of disappointment. But this week, both back with wins. And uh, yeah, really, um, really happy with that win against Fulham. I think it was, you know, to go to Graven Cottage. I think this season is going to be very difficult for many teams. Obviously, saw Chelsea go and lose there recently. So, yeah, it was it was obviously a nice win. It was a real surprise. I was, I was kind of really worried about the future of Conte and, you know, maybe that'd be the end for him. But uh, it was a big win. Um, Obviously, it looks like Spurs finally being active in the transfer window as well. Obviously, stealing uh, Dan Juma, which obviously seems like that's going to be quite a funny story. Um, And hopefully, a couple more will come in. But uh, yeah, obviously, all looking good at the moment for Spurs. And uh, really looking forward to the FA Cup at the moment. Um, Obviously, a big week of action. I really want Spurs to do well in this competition this year. Obviously, got a nice fixture here uh, against Preston. So, it'll be interesting to see how we do get on in that one. But uh, yeah, really looking forward to this weekend's action in the FA Cup.
0: Glad to hear, mate. That is all the intros out of the way, so let's get down to business. And of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips, and insight. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the Odds On podcast hashtag, and who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. OK, where should we start first? Well, we are certainly up for the cup in this episode and we may as well go straight to Friday night as Manchester City, the host of Arsenal. Craig, would you be looking past City to win at odds of 7-10? to 10?
1: Um, When I've been looking at this game, Dan, the one question that I keep asking myself is who wants to win this the most? And normally when I'm looking at Manchester City from a, a domestic cup point of view, I often think it's the other team. But I'm going to say City want to win this one the most. And the one thing that sort of I keep thinking about with City is, is the way that the mind games have, have started and the way that Pep's been speaking in the media and the things he's been saying over the past couple of weeks. And I've just got a funny feeling that he's going to really highly value this game. He's going to want to win it. He's going to want to lay down a marker and get an upper hand on Arsenal. You know, let's not forget, they've still got to play each other twice and they play each other in a couple of weeks. Um,. I've just got a funny feeling that Pep's going to go all out to win this game, not because he's going to go all out to win the FA Cup, but because he's going to go all out to lay down a marker and and win the first mind game and have something up his sleeve for when these two two come back. So, yeah, to answer your question, it's Manchester City for me. I think they'll field a fairly strong team, and I think they'll win this game, whereas I think Arsenal may be inclined to rest a
0: couple here and there. and uh, So, yeah, City win for me on Friday night. Well, Jamie, I guess the one outcome that neither team wants is a draw and the replay that goes with it. So that in itself is priced at odds of 16 to 5. Is this something you envisage happening on Friday?
2: Yeah, I do like the look of this one. Of course, you know, both teams come into this one very evenly matched. um, So it's, it's difficult to separate them. So a draw could be a good shout, but... I just think there are two very simple factors that could give Man City the edge here and I will go with Craig here in, in going with a Manchester City win. Um, I think neither team will want that replay as well. That will be key and, and maybe they'll, uh, if there is kind of a, a draw late on, I think one team might look to go for it and go for that win um, to avoid having to go for that replay. Obviously, both teams in, you know, obviously European action. Um, obviously going hard in the league as well. So they will want to avoid that replay. So that could be an interesting factor. But I think the two key ones, and they're, they're pretty simple, obviously the game being at the Etihad, I think that certainly gives Man City the advantage and I think Manchester City just have the stronger squad as well. Obviously, we, we've known this for a long time, how strong this Man City squad is. They can rotate. You look at the bench against Spurs um, in midweek. Obviously, some some unbelievable players and, and they will be able to kind of rotate. I think both teams will look to rotate. Obviously, maybe not, not a huge amount of rotation. Obviously, they, they're they going to have time to kind of rest before the next Premier League match. But, um, yeah, I think we will see a bit of rotation and I think that that will lead Manchester City to just be stronger in this case and... Uh, I think that that's why they'll come out on top here. I think they've got the stronger squad. um, And yeah, I, I fancy Manchester City to end up winning this one.
0: Now, Craig, obviously the FA Cup is a separate competition to the Premier League. But could a winner on Friday add an extra dimension to the title race? Because if City win, Arsenal will know they've had their number taken before the two important league matches. However, if the Gunners win, they know that they've already beaten Pep's men. So how important do you think this clash really is? Yeah, I think this sort of builds on what I said a minute ago, really. But I do think it's
1: far more important for City than it is for Arsenal. I think if you look at it from an Arsenal perspective, if they go here and lose, rest three or four players or whatever, I think it's very easy for Arsenal to draw a line under it. Forget that. Concentrate on the fact that they've got the up hand over City in terms of the league positions, but also in terms of how many games they've got left to play. City are still in the competition. They've got Europe coming back, etc. Arsenal can can sort of just really solely focus on the league. So I think it's very, very easy for Arsenal to come here to get beat and assuming they don't come here and get beat 5 or 6 nil, which I don't think they will. I think it's very simple for them to draw a line under it and move on. Whereas I think for Manchester City, it's not quite that easy. They're behind in the Premier League race. They've got a lot of games coming up because they're still in the Champions League. They've got to make ground somewhere. They've got big games coming up against Arsenal where they simply must take points off them to catch them up. And I just think if all of that comes on the back of Arsenal going to the Etihad and winning in the FA Cup, I just think it's quite tough for them. Um, I think we've seen Pep sort of try and play down their title chances in many ways over the past couple of weeks, try and emphasise the fact that Arsenal are favourites, because I think in some people's eyes, although the the bookmakers see Arsenal as favourites, I do genuinely believe that many people out there still think City are favourites. I think he's doing all he can to sort of create a plan around the the mind game aspect of it and, and sort of taking the pressure off his own team and I just think that as part of that plan he will come here to win this game from a mental point of view to build up to what they've got coming in the future rather than because he actually wants to win the FA Cup I don't think the FA Cup's a priority for City at all but I think winning this game from a mental perspective is far greater for them than as I said
0: it is for Arsenal Now, Jamie, you mentioned wholesale changes and rotation for Friday night. So there's plenty of options when it comes to an anytime goalscorer. But I guess you have to factor in those changes beforehand. If you're going to go with an early suggestion, what player takes your fancy?
2: Yeah, one name that kind of came to my head straight away was Julian Alvarez. Um, obviously, I think he's a guy who will certainly come into the team. He's He's been a guy that's kind of come into the team for when Pep's looked to rotate. And uh, I think he will definitely start here. Um, maybe not kind of the best value in terms of 6-4 to four to score. But look, he's having a good season at the moment. He's got eight goals so far. Um, another shout and, and maybe slightly better value might be Phil Foden at 10-3. to three. Obviously, we've seen him kind of rested a lot over the last couple of weeks. He's not played in some of the crucial uh, Premier League matches. So I think Pep Guardiola will certainly see this as a good opportunity to use him here. Um, and as I said, I th- still think they'll look to go strong here, City. So, um, yeah, I think Phil Foden is, is a nice shout. But Julian Alvarez probably would be my number one pick, just given that I, I really think he will start here. And uh, he's obviously having a good season at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think that's a solid shout, actually. I think you can always rely on Alvarez, regardless of whether Haaland is going to be in the cup mix or not. I think Alvarez is always a good cup scorer suggestion. But there are another 15 cup ties across a long weekend of cup action. So let's pick up the bones of the very best. Where should we start first? Let's go to Deepdale and Tottenham's visit to Preston. Craig, does this have all the hallmarks of a cup banana skin in your opinion? Talking about the very best and then following it up with a Tottenham (laughs) game. Yes, very, very, very
1: good, Dan. Um, It doesn't at all spring Cup surprise for me. But before you think I'm jumping on your bandwagon, it's all down to Preston's home form, this. Um, I would fancy Preston to cause a shock more if they were away from home rather than playing this one at home. They've not won at home since the 1st of November. They lost 4-0 at home against Norwich two weeks ago. And even if you go back another couple of games, struggling Huddersfield, who are down towards the bottom of the championship, they went to Preston and came away with three points during the Christmas period. Um, away from home, look at Preston away from home. They've won four of the last five. They look a completely different team altogether. Um, I think the fact we saw a fairly strong Spurs side in the game at home to Portsmouth in the third round shows me that they're inclined to go for the cup a little and, and they're going to take the chance. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if Spurs fielded a fairly decent team here. Um, and if that's the case, I just can't can't back Preston at home to beat Tottenham, I'm afraid. They're, they've got big struggles at Deepdale, and uh, I think they're set to continue, as it would be Tottenham to win this one
0: for me. OK, then, Jamie. Harry Kane has equaled Jimmy Greaves' record in terms of all-time Tottenham goals. Would you be backing him, that being Kane, of course, that odds of 4-6, to six, to finally claim the record for himself?
2: Yeah, um, look, obviously he's got a great record in this competition. He scored 17 times in 26 appearances in the FA Cup, so I think that's a fairly good record there. Um, I don't think he'll be rotated. I think Craig's right. I think Spurs will go and field a strong team. We obviously saw him start and score against Portsmouth in the last round as well. So. I do definitely expect him to start here and uh, if he does, I think he, you know, he's pretty much nailed to score in my opinion. Um, I, yeah, I, I, obviously from a from a Spurs perspective, I would maybe like to see him kind of break that record against Manchester City in, in a home game, but look, obviously I certainly won't complain if he was to do it here. Um, as I say, this is a really big competition for Spurs this year. You look at the number of Premier League teams that have already gone out of the competition, um, obviously Arsenal and Manchester City do to play each other as well that's another big team that's going to go up the cup so I really hope Spurs do take this competition seriously I hope that Conte does field a strong team on the weekend and uh, yeah hopefully we do get the job done but yes I think Kane will start and uh, if, he, if that is the case I'm, I'm pretty certain he will end up scoring
0: yeah, you make a very solid case, and I don't want to rain on your parade, but what I will say is that Harry Kane sounded incredibly croaky in his post-match interview on Monday. I think he's got the cold that's been circulating around this podcast, so there might be a small question over whether he is ready to go on Saturday. He might be rested for the simple fact that we've got Richarlison, and we've cried out for this replacement and you know a backup and all of this. It might be the perfect game for the Brazilian to actually start. So if I was to look at the Kane any time market and this record-breaking goal, I might just wait an hour before kickoff to place my bets. There might just be a very small question mark. But Jamie, as I say, you do make a very solid case for Kane to not only start, but get the record. So either score a four is no, not wrong, but just maybe keep your powder dry for an hour before kickoff. But Craig, I mentioned a cup banana skin. You said no to that. But by the same token, would you be tempted at least by both teams to score odds of 19 to 20?
1: Yeah, this is definitely what interests me about this game. Um, I think it's probably... The fairest way of putting it is that Tottenham can still have their moments. And we've seen them recently in in the past few games, whether it's individual errors, whether it's just a poor defending, individual goalkeeping errors. Um, And I I don't fancy Preston to win this, but I do think that Tottenham are a team that I think pretty much everyone would fancy scoring against Tottenham at the minute. Um, The both teams to score pick, it's just under evens. And it looks a good one to me that, like I said, I do think Tottenham will win this game. And I do think Tottenham will will play a fairly strong team, and like we just spoke about, Harry Kane not playing. But but if he doesn't, then you know maybe Spurs have got Richarlison and Son in attack. You know they're they're going to score goals against a Championship defence, especially one that's struggling. Um, but I do think that Tottenham are, are, are leaky and they, they do concede, and and it's various different things each week. One week we've got a defender who switches off and doesn't mark, someone. the week after it's a goalkeeper error. The week after they're playing a high line and get caught out. Whatever it is. There's just so many issues with this Tottenham defence at the minute. So, so for that reason, yeah, both teams to score would be probably the bet that I would take out of this. I don't think there's any, any value in Tottenham and I, and I definitely
0: don't want to be with Preston. So it's probably the one bet for me, that. OK, then, Jamie, you mentioned Premier League scouts. They seem to be going quite quickly. Chelsea already gone. Newcastle as well. You mentioned Man City and Arsenal. One of them will be out of the cup. Maybe not on Friday, but they will be out of the cup eventually. So at the moment, Spurs are 7-1 to to lift the trophy and finally end that drought of, what, 15 years coming up if they don't win it this season. But would you be tempted at 7-1 to to back them already? Do you want to wait a couple more rounds? What are you saying? I,
2: I think it's a quite a nice price, to be honest with you. I mean, look, I, I just really hope that Spurs do take this competition seriously this, seriously this year. I think a number of years have gone past now where the focus has very much been on getting into that top four and maybe the manager has looked to kind of rotate in this competition. But I think this is a really fantastic year for Spurs to go and do it. Again, it just comes back down to you see some of the teams that have already gone out of this competition. We've obviously got this nice draw in terms of press. And obviously, you know, no disrespect to them, but Spurs should be winning this game and uh, getting into the next round of the Cup. So um, I think as well, you look at the manager we've got in place. He was brought in to kind of come and win trophies. Obviously, a guy who knows how to get over the line in this competition, having won, having won it with Chelsea in 2018. So he's obviously got the know-how of doing that. I mean, again, there obviously are still some some tough teams left in the competition. Still, obviously, Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal or Man City, obviously, could stay in it. So, there are still some tough teams to get past. But look, I think given the quality quality of this squad, and I think that Spurs do know that they need to kind of end that, wait for a trophy. Conte will want to win a trophy. I think Daniel Levy and the club will kind of maybe be looking at the situation at the moment and knowing that it's 2008 when we last won that trophy. And the pressure that is on them, they might start looking and thinking, well, look, maybe we should go strong in this competition this year. So um, I do get the feeling that Spurs will look to, to, to go for it this year. I really hope they do. Um, obviously, it's just very difficult to kind of think of Spurs lifting a trophy. Um, and, and that's maybe one factor that's kind of stopping us because there are many factors in this squad, um, in this current Tottenham team that, that, that can definitely go on and win this trophy. Um, I really hope they do. Um, and 7-1, uh, to one, I, th- I think, it's a fairly decent price.
0: Yep, I think it is. But, you know, we've been here before in terms of finals and semi-finals, So maybe keep your powder dry again. But, you know, there is value there, especially with the cup being as wide open as it could be. So they're in the mix. Let's put it that way. But we're going to go bet building once again as two more Premier League teams face each other on Sunday. That being in the cup, that being Brighton versus Liverpool. And we are going to look to construct another winner. So, Craig, you're up first. And once again, i like an anytime goal scorer from you, please. It's a bit of a tentative selection this week, to be,
1: to be honest with you, Dan. It's Danny Welbeck for Brighton. He's 15-8 to to score any time. I uh, can't go with a Liverpool player. They were kept off the score sheet here when they lost 3-0 two weeks ago. Kept off the score sheet again against Chelsea last weekend. Um, so it's going to be Danny Welbeck who, who's the pick, like I say. He's had injury troubles for many years, and he's not had a perfect run so far this season, to be fair to him. Uh, he came on and scored against Liverpool a couple of weeks ago. He started last week and played for an hour against Leicester. And I just think that getting minutes under his belt and getting him fit to add to the options that Brighton's got will be of quite importance to them at, at the minute. So I do think he will start the game as the man up top. Uh, given the issues that we've seen from the Liverpool back line they had in, in the last meeting in particular, did look a little bit better last weekend. But, but the last time they came to Brighton, they really struggled. And I just see him as a striker who can cause him problems. So it's uh, Danny Welbeck for me, 15-8. to eight.
0: Top shot there. Jamie, I'd like the over-under on the dolls, please.
2: Yeah, obviously, we saw these two teams meet uh, two weeks ago. Obviously, ended 3 0 to Brighton. Um, But, look, I think if you go on kind of current form at the moment and and the way the two sides are going, obviously, we've seen Liverpool. They're shipping lots of goals at the moment. Um, Yes, obviously, they did have that goal with Chelsea on the weekend. But, look, of course, you know, conceded in each of their last eight matches prior to that. They've also conceded uh, six in their last last two prior to that as well. So, a team that that are really struggling at the moment. Meanwhile, Brighton, they've been scoring lots of goals. Um, They scored twice against Leicester. They got three against the Reds. Obviously, in that 3-0 win, as I mentioned, Four against Everton. they also even got two against Arsenal. So a side who are scoring lots of goals. So I think there could be a number of goals in this game, given Liverpool's leaky defence. Brighton's scoring for fun at the moment. So I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals here.
0: Fantastic. I'm going to go for Brighton to win either half. So after their recent three-and-a-win over Liverpool, the Seagulls are going to be confident of making further cut progress. However, the Reds will also fancy some revenge for themselves. Which is why I think the game could have plenty of ebb and flow. And therefore, I'm not going to go fully with one team over the other. I'm not going to stick my neck fully on the line. But I'm going to back Roberto Di Zerbi's men to win one portion of the game. And that is backed at odds of 4-5. to five. OK, then, just to recap, our three picks. Craig has gone for Danny Welbeck to score any time. Jamie's gone for over 2.5 goals. And I've gone for Brighton to win either half. Just a small one this week. 4-1 to one are the odds, which means £10 on the betting slip. £50 in your back pocket. But I smell a winner. I hope it gets over the line for us. I hope it gets over the line for you. But a quick chat about the game itself now. Craig, as mentioned by all of us, the Seagulls won 3-0 recently. So that's going to be in the memory for Liverpool supporters. But how do you see the outcome squaring off on Sunday? Yeah, it's certainly what I'm going to be back in at the weekend. And that's another Brighton win. I think there's...
1: Very little sort of showing me that I want to be out there back in Liverpool to win games of football right now. I think if you combine that with the likelihood of them taking this maybe a little less seriously than Brighton, maybe making a couple more changes than what the hosts do, I think the odds 17-10 to 10 are, are pretty generous, to be honest with you, considering what we've seen from Brighton for the past few weeks. This is a very, very good Brighton team, and all they want to do is keep the ball rolling, keep heading in the right direction, get the, you know, the confidence is sky high, let's just make sure it stays there. And if you compare that to Liverpool, I think they're a bit sort of—I don't think they're down in the dumps, but they're, they're scrambling around for ideas and ways to get better and change things. And and I think Liverpool as a club are maybe just a little bit confused about what they should actually be doing at this moment. If you look back over the past few weeks, we've we've seen them have absolute disaster games, we've seen them defend well at times, and we've seen them attack well at times. But I can't remember the the sort of the last time that I saw Liverpool go out and put in a a complete performance at both ends of the pitch together. We've seen them defend terribly and get beat. We've seen them score goals. But when was the last time they did it all together? And and I just, I don't know. that Liverpool just, they just look as though they're in a bit of a a rut at the minute and they just don't really know how to get out of it. Um, It it could cause Jurgen Klopp to make sort of five, six changes and try and freshen things up and hope that that sparks the team. Whereas I think Brighton will keep it fairly, fairly simple anyway, if nothing else. Maybe a couple of changes uh, just to try and keep the ball rolling. That's all they've got to do. It's a dead simple thing for Brighton. So, yeah, 17-10 to 10 appeals to me. It'd be Brighton
0: to win. And Jamie, last week we spoke about the Champions League taking on extra importance for Liverpool. Now, after that drab draw on Saturday with Chelsea, has the FA Cup moved up the list of priorities?
2: Yeah, well, look, I'm sure they'd love to kind of retain the trophy this year. Obviously, having won it last year and, and they certainly feels like they do need that spark from somewhere. Obviously, it just looks so flat under Jurgen Klopp at the moment and maybe even it feels like kind of the end of the road for, for Klopp at, at Anfield this season. But um, I, I think the, the, the problem they have is they face an incredibly good Brighton side on the weekend and obviously go away as well. Um, you know, they go there with key injuries as well. Obviously, you know, not just in defence, but look, they've got key injuries in attack with, you know, Diogo Jota, uh, Luis Diaz obviously out as well, midfield. We know the holes that are kind of in the team at the moment. So they are a team that are just low on confidence, that are, you know, short of missing key players. So it's, it's re- they're really not going there in, in the great best of circumstances either. And um, I said, Brighton are just playing so well at the moment. I think Dzerbi's doing an amazing job at Brighton, obviously, done so well to kind of pick up from where Graham Poster left off. Um, and yeah, I just, I just kind of think that, that, that I I think Brighton will go on to win this one. I just think they are playing too strong at the moment. I think Liverpool have got too many holes in their squad at the moment. So um, yes, I think uh, the hosts will win this one.
0: Now, Craig, you mentioned Danny Welbeck to score at any time, but one player that has really caught the eye for Brighton lately is Evan Ferguson. The forward is certainly in a purple patch of goal-scoring form. Would you be willing to back him out of two to one in the anytime market? Yeah, I mean, he's been
1: playing great recently. He's got three goals in four Premier League games. Uh, the only game that he didn't score was actually the game that he uh, he played against Liverpool a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the one question that I would have, though, here is, is will he start? And I think Brighton will go with Danny Welbeck up top and maybe bring on Ferguson to replace him later in the game, uh, which is what they did at Leicester on Saturday, actually. Um, I'm always wary about backing scorers who don't start, so I, I would personally wait for the team news before I got involved with him. Um, he He looks an exceptional talent and... Um, he's definitely sort of hit the ground running as such recently. Like I said, three goals in, in four Premier League games. Um, in terms of betting him in this game, I, I would wait to see if he's starting. But just sort of longer term, I definitely think he's one to keep an eye on. I think he's, uh, he's got the potential to to really sort of shine in this Brighton team. As many of the Brighton players are doing at the minute, you know, they've, they've got a good group together. And if they can keep together um, and stick with what they've got, then, then I do think that Brighton are a team that can really establish themselves as a a top-end, top-half-of-the-table team um, long-term, not
0: just as a as a one-off like what we're seeing at the minute. And Jamie, if you're looking at the game from a half-time, full-time point of view, how do you see this one panning out?
2: Yeah, look, I actually found quite an interesting stat when I was researching for this one, that Brighton, they failed to score in 67% of their, their home games this season. Um, so maybe a side that have struggled to score in the first half. So, you know, kind of taking that into consideration. I said, I do think they will go on to win this game, but, uh, you know, maybe it's one where they kind of take a bit of time to kind of get that lead. And maybe that goes in the second half where they they get the winner. Um, So so for that, I'm going to go for a draw at half time Uh, and go for a Brighton win at full time. And you can get that at 11 to 2.
0: Okay, then it's time for our long shot. We go anywhere in the world on the hunt for odds between 2 to 1 and 5 to 1. Jamie, you're up first this week. What have you got for me?
2: Yeah, I mean, a team I've picked quite a lot over the last couple of weeks is Napoli. I think they are a side who have just been fantastic this season. Probably one of the best teams in Europe. Um, and I'm going to go for them to win both halves against Roma on the weekend um, at 4-1. to one. They're currently 12 points at the top of Serie A at the moment. They've failed to win on just three occasions in total in 19 league matches this season. Um, and they've scored in, in both halves, in, in over half their home matches this season. Um, they are at home against Roma on the weekend. And uh, yeah, I expect to get another win on the board for them. And uh, I think they can do it pretty convincingly.
0: OK, then, Craig, what have you got up your sleeve?
1: I'm going to have to make you wait until Monday night for mine. I'm going with the FA Cup and I'm going to go with Derby to shock Premier League West Ham in the FA Cup. Um, West Ham have managed to get a win on the board last week. Yeah, but, but you know, let's be honest, I think the uh, the odd comp, odds on podcast 3 aside side team will probably fancy our chances against Everton at the minute. Uh, one thing's for sure, though, West Ham will not, not fancy this cup game at all. It is not what they want. Uh, they want to be playing league games. They want to be getting league points under the belt. They want to be moving up and away from relegation trouble. And I just don't think they're going to fancy this at all. Derby are on a real roll in League One, unfortunately for for me, really. Um, They've won the last five games. They've beaten two good sides in the last two, Bolton and Port Vale. Uh, The last time they lost in League One was when they played away to Ipswich in October, which is a long time ago now. Um, They've built something that's that's really impressive. I've been really impressed with what Derby have done. Uh, Their aim is promotion, but I can't think they'd absolutely love a cup upset on top of that as well. Um, You know, Derby's got a big ground. When it's full, it's a very, very loud place to go. I'm assuming it's going to be full or fairly full on Monday. He um, just all looks prime for a cup upset to me, this one. So it's Derby, and they're available at odds of 17-4, which is, which is more than big enough for me to get involved. Derby to beat West Ham.
0: A big cup shock on the horizon for Craig, but I'm off to the Championship as Middlesbrough play host to Watford. And after the Teesside Outfit saw their unbeaten run end at the hands of local rival Sunderland, I think it's to be more bad news for Michael Carrick's men. Because the Holdits have picked up seven points for the last nine on offer and are currently the best of all the promotion playoff hopefuls. They will look to continue their recent momentum and that's why I'm backing the away win odds of 3-1. to one. And of course check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's look at some more FA Cup matches now that have Premier League interest and the first of those is Manchester United playing host to Reading. Craig, we will see Paul Lynch return to Old Trafford but it's 14-1, to too long a shot for the Royals to reign supreme.
1: Yeah, it's not for me, this one. Uh, Reading are on a bit of a poor run at the minute. The four games without a win. uh, They're one point from the last four away games. and That came away at Norwich when they were struggling a little bit. Um, They were beaten by a a bang average Stoke team. 4-0 at the weekend were Reading. Um, There's no value in Manchester United. I'm not not for a second going to put Manchester United up as a a winner here. But in terms of Reading, I I think that if they were coming in better form, then, then who knows. But the way that Reading are playing at the minute... They they should shouldn't be able to trouble Manchester United here. A United team who, who sort of continue to play well, and although they lost against Arsenal, uh, they did put up a, a fairly good performance there. Obviously, the games are catching up with Manchester United. They are playing a lot recently. They do seem to be on every few days. Um, but even saying
0: that, rest and rotate a few players, make a few changes, and I think they'll have more than enough to beat Reading. Now, Jamie, Manchester United's title hopes have seemingly extinguished in the past four days or so. They failed to keep clean sheets in the matches against Crystal Palace and Arsenal. Could a win and both teams to score, out to 15-8, to eight, be the way to go here?
2: Um, I don't think so. I, I do think this will be actually quite a quite straightforward one for Manchester United, obviously. Uh, Reading, they failed to score against Stoke on the weekend. They lost 4-0. And this is a, a Stoke side who had been struggling. And I will mention earlier, a Stoke team that had been struggling to score at home as well. So to lose 4-0, to fail to score was, was obviously a very bad result for them. I think Manchester United will rotate for this one, but they can remain strong. Um, obviously, I think you, you'll see the likes of Diogo Delo coming to the team. I think Luke Shaw, Malacia will start at left back as well, and I'm sure we'll see, you know, one of the key defenders in in Boran or um, or uh, Martinez start as well. So I think they'll still sh- uh, field a strong defence here. Um, and uh, yeah, Man United win to nil, four to five. I think it's probably the way to go. I do think this will be a straightforward win for for United.
0: Right, next up, Roth are to St Mary's as Southampton play host of Blackpool. Now, Craig, Blackpool have recently appointed Mick McCarthy as their new manager. Considering they have already disposed of Nottingham Forest in this competition, can you spell another shock by the championship outfit? I would have
1: been really interested in this a couple of weeks ago, but the turnaround or the, the, the sort of turnaround that we've seen from Southampton recently just makes me think that Southampton's going to field a really strong team here and, and want to keep their, their run going. Um, they've, they've recorded two cup wins. They've won away at Everton in the Premier League. They lost narrowly against Aston Villa last weekend. But when you look at those, that little stretch of games and, and that run, that's far better than anything we've seen from Southampton for, for many a, a long time now. To me, that's Nathan Jones is going to see that as something that he wants to build on. Um, I don't think that he will then rest players and risk disrupting that, risk being dumped out of the cup by a championship team at home and you know, have the fans on the back again. So personally, I think he goes all out to win it. And given the fact that Blackpool also aren't really playing that well at the minute, and I know Blackpool did beat Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup, but if you look at Blackpool in the Championship, they've not actually won a league game since October. Um, I, I just think that everything sort of points towards a Southampton win for me. They're one to two. Um, I wouldn't like them to be any shorter, but I just do. I do think that the way that they are in the season, uh, the, the FA Cup's not a priority for them. The Premier League is their priority. I just do think that Nathan Jones is going to field quite a strong team and want to keep the ball rolling in the right direction and keep them working. I think his job at Southampton is is a lot down to getting the players confident and believing in themselves again, which is hopefully what he's started to do for their sake. And I think he'll continue that because I think they'll
0: win on Saturday. Well, Jamie, in terms of over/under goals, neither team has been electrifying in attack this season. So do all signs point to under two point five? Odds of six to five. Is there value there?
2: Yeah, I think you're right. And I do think we're probably in for a pretty dull game here. Um, uh, you know, you mentioned there in terms of both teams struggling to score at the moment. You know, Southampton, they now failed to score in the last two. Uh, Blackpool, they failed to score against Watford in their previous outing as well. Um, and obviously, they're going to face a, a tougher test here going away to St Mary's. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, Blackpool, I don't. I give them kind of very little chance going away here to Southampton and winning. I think Southampton, probably unlikely to kind of blow them away in terms of a big win. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, under 2.5 goals is the way to go. And uh, pretty sure that Southampton will come out on top here.
0: Now, Saturday also offers up a Midlands derby as Walsall play host to Leicester. Craig, the Foxes finally picked up a first league point since the World Cup break on Saturday at home to Brighton. Will they find another cut win over Walsall?
1: Yeah, if you go back to the third round, I went against Leicester when they made quite hard work of getting past Gillingham in, the third, in that third round game. Uh, Gillingham at that time were bottom of League Two. And I think I'd be happy to go against them again, you know, here. Um, they did get a good point of the weekend, but similar to sort of what we've spoken about with West Ham when I mentioned sort of Derby beating West Ham... This is the opposite of what Leicester want right now. Leicester want to be playing league games, and Leicester want to try and find some momentum again. They've shown us pre-sort of World Cup that, that Leicester can pick up points, and that they look a decent side before the World Cup break. And they've lost everything again. And it's all about building that back up for them at the minute. So I, I do think that this is completely opposite of what Leicester want. I don't think they want to be playing in the cup. Um, Walsall are another League Two side, so obviously you know there is there is like three tiers between these but they're certainly better than Gillingham. and They're in decent form at the minute. They've got six wins, three draws, and one loss from the last ten. Um, I just think that if you're looking through cup upsets and you're looking at teams who have got nothing to lose, and I think Walsall definitely tick that box, and teams who don't really want to be in this competition and have got bigger things to think about, and I think Leicester tick that box. Uh, Walsall are 15-2 to 2 for the home win. We like a big one in the FA Cup, so that would take my interest. If you want to sort of... Try and give yourself more chance of winning. Then there's the double chance market, which is Walsall or draw. That's 9-4, to four, that one. And I think that's worth looking at, too, if, it, if you're looking for a little bit more coverage. But, yeah, I just think whether Walsall have quite got the quality to go out there and win, you know, we'll see. But I do think Leicester are there to be
0: got at this weekend. Now, Jamie, Harvey Barnes was on the score sheet last weekend. He's 7-4 to four to do so again on Saturday. Is this a bet that you're willing to make?
2: Yeah, look, just just on this game, I actually probably would go in the opposite direction from Craig and I think that Leicester probably could take the competition seriously this year just because I don't think they're going to have any issues in terms of staying up. I think they'll be fine in in that department and maybe the FA Cup could represent a good opportunity to kind of, you know, lift the spirits a bit, and, and uh, you know, go for it. Try and go as far as possible in this one. Um, so yeah, I do think Leicester should have maybe no problems in getting through this one. And uh, as I said, I do think they will t- try to take the competition seriously this year. Seriously, this year. Um, but look, in terms of uh, that that shout, Harvey Barnes. It's, it's quite interesting actually. He's obviously having a fairly decent season. He scored seven times in 18 league matches, which Obviously, we'll see for a winger and, uh, you know, in a side who are maybe struggling at the moment. I think that that's a fairly good season. Um, you know, he's also started in each of uh, Leicester's last 14 Premier League matches as well. And I expect him to do the same on the weekend. So, um, you know, given the form that he's been shown this season, given how important, you know, Brendan Rodgers kind of has him in his team, um, I expect him to start and score. And I think that that's a, a nice shout for Harvey Barnes to score any time.
0: OK, then we've also got Accrington Stanley at home to Leeds on Saturday in the FA Cup. Craig, you've seen Accrington live recently. Any hopes of a cup upset in this one?
1: No, mate. Not not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Um, I'll tell you something, Accrington v Everton would be a good game. Crikey. Um, Yeah, Accrington played Barnsley on on the weekend. Uh, Barnsley were 3-0 up after 20 minutes and then Barnsley just switched off and and just job done. They just controlled the ball in the game. Accrington were absolutely dreadful. They offered nothing all game long. Uh, They got a penalty in like the 93rd minute and scored, so it finished 3-1. Uh, which, which was never a penalty, obviously, because I'm a home fan. Um, but yeah, no, Accrington, really, really disappointing. The, the number of times that Barnsley were able to quickly break and, and they got men over, I don't know where the Accrington defence was. And going forward, they offered absolutely zero. Um, Leeds, uh, sort of, I don't know if Leeds would maybe like the cup distraction or not, um, given there's, there's a lot of talk around that club, not only just about where they are, but also managerial changes and things like that, but yeah, I just, Aquinton to me, they're one of the lower-end teams that I just think have got no hope this weekend. and I think Leeds should win this comfortable.
0: Well, let's bring in Jamie then and talk about Jesse Marsh, because if we look at Leeds' overall form at present, yes, they are in the FA Cup fourth round, but the league, not so good, really. Do you think Jesse Marsh is under pressure at the moment, or is there still enough credit after last season's last-day survival act?
2: Yeah, I do think that is the case. I think that, that he will kind of be have that leniency. He obviously kept them up last season. I still think they're playing relatively okay at the moment, but then you kind of look at the form they've been shown in the Premier League. It's been absolutely shocking. I'm looking ahead to this one. Two wins in 16 in their in the, in the Premier League matches, which is obviously really, really poor um, as well. I think they've lost uh, three of their last six as well. So, you know, it's not going in the right direction, but... Look, they obviously in the transfer window. It looks like they're trying to get Weston McKennie in from, from Juventus. Obviously, a guy who Jesse Marsh should know pretty well. Obviously, you know, a fellow countryman. Um, so, I, that to me suggests they are looking to steal back him. So, I think that there should be kind of... Um, I don't think there's going to be any doubts there in terms of Jesse Marsh's future currently. Obviously, The league form at the moment is is pretty shocking. I think for Leeds as well, this could be a a good opportunity as a nice distraction. I I do think I do see the FA Cup as being a good distraction for them. Um, Obviously, again, their league form is pretty poor. I think they should be okay this season, Leeds. so, yeah, I, I, I do think they'll go strong in this competition and Jesse Ma should look to take this competition seriously. Um, but at the moment, I, th- I think he should just be about OK. I think, the, I think as I said, that Western McKenney deal, that does look like they're probably going to back him and he should have a bit of time to kind of turn things around.
0: OK, moving on to that same Saturday afternoon, there's so many clashes. We've got Fulham playing host to Sunderland. Now, Craig, the Cottagers are only one to two to win at home. Can you find a bet which has a bit more value
1: for me? Definitely can. Uh, much better than the Fulham one to two is the Sunderland five to one. Oh, open down. yes, definitely, yes. Um, I think Fulham's going to make some changes here. You know, I think they're in that position where they uh, they're not sort of gunning for nothing, but they're not scared of anything behind them. They're just sort of rolling through as as normal. I think they're going to make some changes, and there's no doubting that Fulham are a good side. But I think Sunderland have been underestimated here a little bit. I think they're a very good team and they're in very good form. Uh, they had a great derby win at the weekend to beat what I think are a very, very good Middlesbrough team, 2-0. Um, they've won three of the last five. They're just one point outside of the playoffs. And this is all on the back of getting promoted last season. This is the first season back up in the championship, which has been absolutely fantastic for them at the minute. Um, I think it will continue. I think they've got a chance of getting in the playoffs. I, gut feeling says that they slightly miss out, but they're not far away. Um, I just think at 5-1, to one, to go away in a game where there's no pressure on them, uh, they're going to no doubt take a few thousand fans down there because Sunderland always travel well. Big doubt in the capital. I just think 5-1 is probably underestimating Sunderland a little bit. I'll probably have a more sort of, I don't know, 3-1, to 7-2, to two, something like that. So, yeah, 5-1 to one
0: for a cup upset seems good to me. And, Jamie, the final fixture of this FA Cup fourth round sees Derby. Welcome West Ham. Craig's already given his insight. I mentioned that the Hammers will certainly be boosted over their win over Everton. So, there is that, but Craig's mm. debunked that. With all of this in mind, are you going with Craig? What's the best bet you can find for me?
2: Do you know what? I'm going to go for a little bit of an upset here. I'm not going to go full out and go for a Derby win, but I do think that Derby can maybe take this one to a replay. Uh, you can get the draw at 11-4. to four. But look, Derby, they've put together a, a pretty decent run recently. They've won all of their last six games. Um, at Pride Park, they've also been strong this season. They've won 70% of their games there. So a team that have been very strong at home. Um, they've lost just twice their all season as well. So that's another key factor. And I just think, you know, given maybe West Ham, obviously kind of their form has been a bit all over the place recently. I think there may be a case that they are there for the taking potentially. Um, and I think obviously with the game being under the lights on television, I think that, that Derby will be well up for this one. And uh, I think they can take this one to a replay. So I'm going to go for a draw here at 11-4. Uh, to 4.
0: Bad news if you are a West Ham fan. But before we move on any further, I'm looking for some quickfire correct score bets. I want the outcome spot on as usual, but this time I'm giving you the matches. So you've got two each in FA Cup. And with that in mind, Craig, you're first going to Southampton versus Blackpool. How do you see that one panning out? I'm
1: going to go with a narrow Southampton 1-0 victory, which is 13-2. to I just think they'll just have enough to sneak
0: through on the south coast. Fantastic, Jamie. You've also got Fulham versus Sunderland. What have you got for me there?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, I'm going to go, sorry, Craig, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. And I'm going to go for a Fulham win here. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. Um, look, I think Fulham, you know, they're going to have an opportunity to kind of arrest, um between their next Premier League match. They're doing very well at the moment. And, uh Obviously, confidence pretty high at the moment um, at Craven Cottage. And uh, I think we'll see that with the 2-1 win against Sunderland on the weekend.
0: Craig, back to you. You've got Preston versus Tottenham.
1: Yeah, I'll try to build bridges with Jamie with this one. I'm going to go for a 3-1 Tottenham win, which is 10-1. to
0: I think Spurs will concede,
1: but ultimately far too much quality and they'll win.
0: And Jamie, last but certainly not least, is Manchester United versus Reading. What score have you got there?
2: Yeah, I'm, I said I do think this will be a straightforward Man United win. I said I do think they'll win this one to Neil, Reading or side who have maybe been struggling for goals. Manchester United, yes, obviously they've conceded a couple of goals recently but they should be far too strong here uh, for Reading. They should be able to keep them at bay and I'm going to go for a 2-0 win for Manchester United.
0: Good work there, chaps. And of course, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this FA Cup weekend. Right, there's plenty more FA Cup headlines to mop up and let's look at two teams that have serious Premier League aspirations. The first of those is Burnley as they travel to Portman Road and Ipswich. Craig, the Clarets are priced at 11-10 to 10 for the away win. Does that seem slightly overpriced to you? Yeah, it definitely does. There's no doubt in Burnley's quality at the minute. They're
1: absolutely outstanding. Uh, but the, one of the re- main reasons why I think this bet really appeals is because of the slight dip that we've seen from Ipswich as well. So if you look at those at the top of League One, they're the side with, it's got a bit of a question mark hanging over them right now, they're not in great form, they're rapidly losing ground, and and even the teams that's behind them in the playoff positions, they're now third, so they're in the top playoff spot, but even those behind them are are, are catching up and um, sort of making ground. They did win 4-0 at home to Morecambe on Saturday, but it's before that, they went four league games without a win, they drew three, they lost against Oxford, Um, they did knock Championship Rotherham out of the third round of the FA Cup, but... I think if you compare Rotherham and Burnley to you know, there's no real comparison really. Um Burnley are ab- absolutely fantastic. They they continue to move in the right direction. They've got a real knack of of winning games in many different ways. They either go out and wow you and win 3 0 or they grind a victory like they did on Friday night. You know, they, to start that game they weren't at the best, but they found a way to win. Um yeah, any, anything that's above evens for a, a Burnley away winning this one, I think it's a great bet. Yeah, Burnley are, are really sort of moving in the right direction, already beaten a Premier League team. And the, the thing is, as well, they've already that far in front in the championship. They can afford to just keep playing their, their best players and maybe rest in a league game if they want to, if,
0: if they choose to go down that, that path. Uh, but, yeah, Burnley for me. Well, this is it. I mean, usually championship teams with such an arduous season, what, 46 matches before even the playoffs, they look at the FA Cup and think, well, oh, do you know what? It's too many matches. It's not really worth the hassle. As you rightly say, Craig, Burnley have got such the luxury that they can really give the FA Cup a proper good go. And Jamie, as Craig rightly says as well, Ipswich are in a dreadful run of League One form to the point where they've left Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday pool clear. So with that said, can there be, or is there going to be, a relative cup shock at odds of 12 to five for the home win?
2: Yeah, look, I'm going I'm to start with Craig here, and, uh, for once, and I'm going to go for, yeah, I do think Burnley will win this one. Um, obviously, you know, you said but, uh, Ipswich's form has, has been pretty poor recently. They've won just two of their last six. Meanwhile, Burnley, obviously, a team that are flying at the moment. They've won 10 of their last 11 in all competitions. Obviously, a team that's doing very, very well in the Vincent company at the moment. And I, I think they can do well in this competition. You know, they've shown they're obviously very, very good uh, in the championship. I think they're arguably probably too good for the championship at the moment. Um, I think Vincent Kompany is just doing an amazing job there and I'm sure, you know, we're you know, a matter of time before many obviously top clubs come looking at him, obviously doing an amazing job there at the moment, the 18 points clear of third in the championship, five points at the top as well. Um, so I think a team that are flying high in confidence at the moment and uh, yes, I think they'll get the win here.
0: While the other team that are looking a surefire bet for Premier League promotion at the end of the season are Sheffield United, as they travel to Wrexham on Sunday. Now, Craig, the North Wales outfit have already dumped out Championship opposition in the shape of Coventry. Would you fancy more of the same odds of 10-3? to 3? Um, No, I wouldn't with this one, Dan. No, the the one thing to
1: sort of combine United, Sheffield United and Burnley together, just, just for one second, is that I think that Sheffield United the only reason that we're not constantly constantly talking about how good Burnley are and they're probably not getting the plaudits they deserve is because Sheffield United are also very good and managing to somehow keep track and keep holding on to this Burnley team that looks exceptional to me Uh, I think Sheffield United are a very 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 good team they've had many many injury worries and they've still kept winning and they're getting most of their injured players back at exactly the right time Um, I do respect Wrexham but, but Sheffield United are looking absolutely brilliant at the minute. And and I think perhaps the key, as I've just sort of alluded to there, Sheffield United getting people back at the right time for a promotion push. But they can also, in many ways, focus on the FA Cup to a certain extent as well. Just because, like Burnley, have got such a big gap. I think Sheffield United are 11 points clear of the third place team as well. You know, they're flying. Um, Ollie McBurnie and Billy Sharp need minutes in the legs. So when we're talking about Sheffield United potentially resting a couple... That's the quality that they're going to bring on. They're the changes that could be brought on. You know, United can, can rest three players and have a front line that's Olly McBurney and Billy Sharp. And, and that's a, a great luxury for, for any championship team. And, and I think what's going to be the difference here, uh, it, it, it is a big gap down to the conference still. Um, maybe you can argue that Wrexham are perhaps a League Two quality team in, in, the, in the wrong division and they need to get out of there. But I still think even with that, Sheffield United have got far too much quality to be beaten in this one and I do think they'll win it.
0: Now Jamie, at the very least this is an encounter which could lend itself to goals so if you were doing an FA Cup weekend coupon would both teams to score odds of 4-5 to be near the top of it?
2: Yeah, I mean potentially I think obviously we we mentioned that Sheffield United are another team that are flying at the moment eight wins in the last nine in all competitions Um, so I do fully expect them to get the job done here but look at I think Wrexham, they have enough here maybe to kind of uh, cause uh, for be a tough test here. Um, And yeah, I I think potentially both teams to score could be a good shout. Um, You know, Sheffield United, they have only conceded 24 times in 28 matches, obviously conceding less than a goal per game in the league at the moment. But uh, I think with this game maybe being away, Um, I I think that there could be potential for this to be a bit of a challenge for them. So, um, yeah, I think they will win. But both teams have scored. does look pretty good to me, actually. And uh, Sheffield United win, both teams have scored combined uh, at 11-4, I think could be the way to go.
0: OK, there are still five FA Cup matches still to cover. We're pushed for time. So it's best bets time. You get one match each. Craig, you're up first. What have you got for me?
1: Yeah, for my best bet, it's going to be West Brom to win away at Bristol City. Uh, West Brom have really turned up the pace recently they had four good league wins in a row they considered a late goal to lose at Burnley but there's no disrespect at all in losing away at Burnley a team are absolutely flying as we've already mentioned uh, Bristol City really struggling with draws at the minute three of the last four games have ended in draws uh, they drew the third round first game against Swansea then drew after 90 minutes in the replay need extra time to win that I think West Brom have got the edge in quality here and I think West Brom will be
0: my pick from those
1: games as the best bet to beat Bristol City.
0: Okay, Jamie, there are four matches left. What best bet have you got for me?
2: Yeah, I'm going to mention a team who certainly deserve a mention on, on this show, uh, Stevenage. Um, of course, they go away to Stoke in in this round of the competition. Um, but look, I, I, I think Stoke, they've been pretty poor at home this season. They've lost over half of their games there. Um, so I think the visitors should be confident of potentially causing another upset here. They come, they the, you know, Stevenage, they come off to, they come into this one off the back of a 3-0 win against uh, League 2 leaders Leighton Orient on Saturday as well. So they come in full of confidence, uh, Stokes goal scoring at the moment at home has also been pretty uh, pretty poor. They felled into scoring forty-three percent of their, their games at home. So, you know, obviously this is at home for Stoke, but they have been really poor there. So I think Steven is come here and, and should be full of confidence that they can get another upset here. So um, I'm actually gonna go for a very big one. I'm gonna go for them to win to nil. I said that Stoke have, have been really poor in terms of uh, you know score in terms of scoring at home. Um, obviously a side that have been really poor in general and uh, have lost a number of times at home. So I'm going to go for a Stevenage win to Neil at 8-1. to one.
0: Top shout there. Apologies to Blackburn, Birmingham, Sheffield Wednesday, Fleetwood, Luton and Grimsby fans. If your team's making it to the fifth round, I promise you'll get covered. But it's time for our final bit of business now. It's the odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each, combine it to an acker. We try and go for bets over 1-2, but less than evens. And after coming good on our 4-1 to one treble last week, let's see if we can get another winner, Over the line. Craig, what have you got for me? I'm going to go to a game we've just spoke about. Uh, Sheffield United to beat Wrexham,
1: uh, odds of 17 to 20. I'm really surprised to see those odds on offer, to be honest. Um, Sheffield United have won seven and drawn one in the last eight championship games. Throw into that that they had a very, very good win away at Millwall in the third round of this competition. Um, Sheffield United may rest two or three players here but they've got the likes of Ollie McBurney and Billy Sharp who need minutes and have not been playing too much recently so when you've got that kind of quality coming in that's not going to harm them at all I respect Wrexham but there is a big gap in quality here and I just think that Sheffield United are absolutely flying in the Championship at the minute look as though they're getting promoted back to the Premier League and I think they're just going to have far too much quality so it's Sheffield United to beat Wrexham for me at 17-20 to 20. A solid
0: start there, Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve?
2: Yeah, I'm going to back a Spurs win here and I'm going to do so with over 2.5 goals, which you can get at 10 to 11. Um, I, I mentioned earlier, I do think Spurs will feel a strong team here. I think Harry Kane, human Son are all going to be on show. Richarlison as well might be another guy who might come into the team. So um, yeah, hopefully an emphatic Spurs win over 2.5 goals and a Spurs win at 10 to 11.
0: Lovely stuff. I'm off to Accrington, as Stanley play host to Leeds in the FA Cup fourth round. Although Leeds have not won any of their last six league matches, the Cup has offered some respite for Jesse Marsh's men. Not only that, but Accrington only played their third round clash in midweek and needed extra time to get the better of National League side Boreham Wood. With a quick turnaround and the additional minutes required to get to this round, this should play into Leeds' hands and that's why I'm backing the away win at the skinny odds of 1 to 2. Right, that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. And as mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the Free Bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. Craig, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Yeah, thanks very much, Dan. Looking forward to some FA Cup weird
1: action this weekend. No Barnes again for me to enjoy the weekend. So I'll be firmly focused on the FA Cup. Lovely stuff.
0: And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me.
2: Yeah, thanks, Dan. And I, I really hope that Spurs do take this competition seriously this year. God, I've I not been able to say that word for this whole show. Um, but, yeah, hopefully Spurs do go strong in this one and uh, get the win here and uh, hopefully we can go all the way and those odds of 7-1 to one, uh, do come good.
0: That's how much Jamie wants an FA Cup win at the end of the season. But cheers, mate, and also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say the my name's Dan Tracy, this is the Odds On Podcast, and until next time... Goodbye.